Welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing today, my warrior, my friend? I'm hoping that the episodes that you've listened to thus far have been helpful to you. Last week, we spoke about how to help ourselves when we were commemorating the birthday or the anniversary of the death of someone so precious to us. These are sensitive days, especially during the first few years of our grieving process. Earlier in the year, I created several episodes that spoke about the emotional challenges we go through. And today I'd like to talk about the physical challenges. Whether we wish to admit it, when we grieve, our physical bodies are also affected. When you first learn about the death of a loved one, a sense of shock and panic, and sometimes the inability to breathe well, can manifest in our body. Your entire system has been dealt a blow, and it's trying to process exactly what has happened. Some people become quiet and stoic, and others begin to cry or wail even shake uncontrollably. And there is just no right way to react to a death notification. You may have learned about it from a friend or relative. You may have learned about it from a law enforcement officer or military personnel. Unfortunately, some people have learned about it through the media because their family member was killed in a tragic accident or murdered, or died in another horrific way. You may have even learned about it through social media before someone could connect with you in person. There are so many ways that our bodies manifest physical symptoms during the grieving process. Headaches, dizziness or fainting, tightness in your throat, dry mouth, even grinding your teeth while you are sleeping. You might have stomach pains, nausea, heart palpitations, shortness of breath or other breathing difficulties, and even pain in your chest. You might have an increased heart rate, a tightness in your chest and throat, as well as a lump in your throat. You might feel stomach pains, a hollowness or tightness in your stomach, gastrointestinal problems, changes in appetite, eating too much or even too little. Some who grieve also feel tremors in their muscles, shakiness, fatigue and exhaustion, muscle weakness, numbness and decreased energy. 
Others have experienced chills, flu-like symptoms, sweating, problems sleeping, and a suppressed immune system leading to increased illnesses that you might have had in the past. It's often difficult to fall asleep and stay asleep, experiencing restlessness. The stress of the death can also lead you to comfort yourself by rocking back and forth in a stationary seat. High blood pressure can come about, anxiety attacks, risk of heart attacks and ulcers. It is said that the death of a loved one is the most traumatic to our bodies among a long list of other stressful circumstances, and that is so true. Normally, we are so concerned about our emotional selves that we neglect our physical bodies. It is important to visit a doctor, tell him or her what's going on, and have him or her check your vitals. It's sad to say that most doctors are taught very little about the grieving process, if anything. So we use bereavement support groups and others who have been through our same kind of pain to help our emotional side. We don't give bereavement enough attention, and many make light of it, when, if we act like it doesn't exist or it's no big deal, it can come back to bite us in the butt. So many people ignore that pain. They try to act like it's not affecting us. They go back to their routine too soon, but they don't realize that you can try to hide it, but unaddressed emotional pain will usually manifest itself into physical pain later on. This is especially true for men. And while leading support groups for families whose children and loved ones had been murdered, we saw fathers who became seriously ill because they hadn't taken care of themselves, thinking that they had to be a rock for their wives and families, feeling the need to be strong. But the sad reality was that they were dying inside, harboring all this pain that they wouldn't allow to come out and many suffered heart attacks and ulcers, and some wound up losing those battles and died a few months later. And now their wives had to deal with the murder of their child alone. It was a secondary tragedy. So this is a very strong note to the men who take the time to listen to me here. Please take the time to address your physical and emotional state. Not only do you deserve to, for your own sake, but your family needs you to. I also believe that joining a bereavement support group for the type of loss you are experiencing can help you make new friends, find those who truly understand you, and provide you with the hugs and compassion and often listening skills that you need right now. And this is definitely a part of what a man needs, to find other men who can help him and listen to him. Because oftentimes, women are fine speaking to other women about what they need, but men try to bear this alone.
And by going to a support group and finding other men who are going through your exact same type of grief, it will help you tremendously. To find grief resources, visit my site marymac.info and touch on the tab at the top entitled Grief Resources. Look for the organization which is most closely associated with your type of grief. Call them and ask for a group or a contact person in your area. When you connect with someone who personally knows what you are going through, you will find you can breathe a sigh of relief that you are now being heard and understood. Hugs and physical touch are two of the most important healing and therapeutic keys to help yourself through your grieving process. So with all this less than good news, what can help us? Well, getting a massage from a trained professional or someone who cares for you would be such a gift. Surround yourself in nature. Take long walks in the forest, by a stream, near the ocean, by a waterfall. Look for the beauty that is all around you. Maybe a park, a nature trail, somewhere where beautiful flowers are grown, and allow it all to mesmerize you. Beautiful art or music that nurtures you, or even sing in your home and in the car. Exercising your body helps not only physically, but also emotionally, and you need that. Being sedentary can lead to sorrowful moods and even depression, and we don't need nor want any of that. Another benefit of exercise is that when you do it regularly, you also help your sleeping habits. So perhaps you can find an exercise buddy from your bereavement support group or other friends and plan which days and times you will meet to walk outside together, to take in nature and fill your lungs with clear air to rejuvenate your entire system. Remember, depression and stress can be a very negative effect on our physical bodies. So please look for ways to help alleviate stress, rebuilding your immune system, and caring for your body. When we move our bodies, we increase our mood and energy. Because if we stay stagnant, it is easy to just slip under the covers for hours, even days, and our immune system will suffer. And I realize how tempting it is to just succumb to the comfort of your bed, and for a time you may need to do just that. But ultimately, get someone to help you up and out, and do it consistently to break that depressive cycle. Now let's look at what can help you nutritionally. Eating more vegetables, less protein, will lighten us. More fat in the form of olive oil, high-quality grass-fed butter, avocados, nuts, coconut oil are all excellent forms of fat that are so healthy for you. You might think that fat is not good for you, but actually, it sustains you and makes you feel more full. It's the fat-free products of all kinds, including cookies and soda, which are horrible for you 
And while I'm not a nutritionist, I've studied this for decades and do my best to eat this way, which makes all the difference in how I feel. Other things to reduce or eliminate are grains and starches, wheat and white bread products, which are heavily processed. And please reduce your sugar intake as much as possible. I use stevia in my tea, both hot and iced all the time. Also, minimize fruits drastically. You don't realize how much bananas and pineapple, mangoes, are very high in sugar, while berries and apples are less so. And please eat as much whole food as you can, meaning foods with one ingredient. If you pick up a box and read the ingredients and can't pronounce them, that's time to put the box back on the shelf. (laughs) I realize that when we feel so badly in so many ways, we tend to be laxed about our health and what we eat. But when we don't attend to our own health needs, we can spiral out of control sooner than later and cause harm which can be much more than a simple cold. Also, as I've said in the past, I want you to use the emotional freedom technique, listening to meditative music and learning how to meditate, walking in the mornings and evenings, outside as a gentle way of being active, learning what vitamins and supplements can serve you by visiting a nutritionist or a naturopath, Taking rescue remedy when you feel like you're so sensitive and fragile. Look for ways to calm your body and soul so that you can ensure a healthy body and mind. So don't wait to reach out to those who can educate you and serve you along your journey. It is important to be proactive. And if you feel it's just too much to deal with, Please reach out to a trusted friend who has this wisdom in this area and ask them to help you so it can be taken care of properly. Sometimes we just don't have the strength, but our friends do, so don't be afraid to reach out to them and ask for their help. Please? So take care of your body, mind, and soul during this very stressful time. Because remember, it's the only one we've got. So now it's time to get up and dance, dance, dance. Wiggle and move your body even if you're in a sitting position. And I know you think it's wacky, but please do it anyway, okay?
Thank you so much for listening in today. Remember to write five things in your journal each night that you are grateful for. Please subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen to me. Share with those who may benefit from it. And if you would kindly support my podcast, you'll find information on my site, marymac.info, to do just that. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you.